0: Hello, welcome to today's podcast, and we'll be talking about Jesus my righteousness. In the book of Romans 328, which is a key text from Paul's letter to the Romans, which says, Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. When Martin Luther translated this text into German, he added the word alone to the word faith. Thus Martin Luther's translation says. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith alone apart from the deeds of the law. Although the word alone is not found in the Greek text, his translation is theologically correct. For Martin Luther's righteousness or justification by faith was the article by which the church stands and falls. Justification solidified by faith alone was for him, and it should be for us the gospel. If the church does not preach this message, it is failing in its mission. In 1889, Ellen White wrote, Not one in 100 understands the Bible truth on righteousness by faith. What will she say today? Do we understand righteousness by faith? The plan of salvation includes three elements, justification, sanctification, and glorification. After the fall of Adam and Eve, God had three choices. First, He could have let them die. This would have been righteousness without mercy. Second, He could have simply forgiven them. This would have been mercy without justice. But because God is not only just, but also merciful, He chose the third possibility, combining justice and mercy. By condemning sinners to death, God is just. By dying their death in person, of Jesus himself, God is merciful. Jesus on the cross died for all humankind, so that we can live. This is the good news. God does not come to us with demands, but the gift, the gift of forgiveness, because pardon and justification are one and the same thing. Through faith we accept this gift. Faith is the hand that accepts this gift. Faith is the means that God has chosen to impute to us. That is to put our account Christ's righteousness. Christ's righteousness is the perfect, sinless, and his death. Therefore, when I say Christ's righteousness is imputed to us, I mean that his life is counted as our life. His good deeds are counted as our good as our deeds. His death is counted as our death. His life and death are attributed to us. Reckoned as ours is there anything we have to do yes we have to accept it we cannot add anything to christ's righteousness but we have to accept it how do we indicate our willingness to accept it through confession, through confession and repentance if we genuinely repent we will receive god's gift the wonderful news is that even our repentance is the work of God in us. God desires all men to be saved and to come to knowledge of the truth. Therefore, he made him who knew no sin to be seen for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. What is the righteousness of God? His right doing is perfect works because he is perfect. Consequently, Only perfect obedience to the law is acceptable to God. No human could render this to God except Christ. He lived a perfect, sinless life in word, thought, and deed. Then he took our place on the cross and died so that we might live. The perfect obedience is righteousness. The only righteousness God can accept is given to us if we believe it is imputed to us. That is, put to our account. This is justification or righteousness by faith. This is how we become righteous in the sight of God. Does this mean we have nothing to do in the plan of salvation? No, not at all. We cannot add anything to the gift of Christ's righteousness. We can only accept it by faith. But once we have accepted it, once we we are forgiven, once we we are children of God, we have to hold on to the gift of righteousness and become, and because we can lose it again. Once saved, always saved is not a biblical teaching. The New Testament repeatedly admonishes us to hold fast what we have and to continue in faith. This is where obedience comes in. Justification is Christ's work for us on the cross and in the heavenly sanctuary, it is a work done outside of us. is a change of status. We become children of God. Sanctification is Christ's work in us through the Holy Spirit. Sanctification changes us into the likeness of Christ. It changes our habits, our desires, our character. In sanctification, Christ recreates us and makes us fit for heaven. The righteousness by which we are justified is imputed. The righteousness by which we are sanctified is impacted. The first is our title to heaven. The second, our fitness for heaven. Justification answers the question, how do we become children of God? The answer, it is a gift of God. Sanctification answers the question, how do we remain children of God? The answer, by obedience through Jesus, He works in us. This is where the good fight of faith is is fought where the battle between the spirit and the flesh, the old and the new, takes place, not to achieve salvation, but to roll on it. Justification and sanctification are two equally important components of the plan of salvation. Whomsoever God justifies, He also sanctifies. One without the other is impossible. In other words, we are saved by faith alone. But the faith that saved is not alone because it produces fruits of righteousness, or good works. In the parable in Luke 18, 10, 14, the Pharisees depended on his own righteousness. The publican recognized his sinfulness and he was justified by God. A more modern example was John Newton, who was a godless English sailor in the 18th century. He worked as a slave trader and led many men into sin. For a time, he himself lived as a slave as a slave in Africa, at the lowest point in his life, God touched his heart and John Newton became a Christian, a minister of the gospel, who wrote a number of books and songs. He is best remembered for the hymn, Amazing Grace, which expresses his personal experience. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound, the saved a wreck like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. This is the gospel, God's love, His gift of righteousness. This was the message of John Newton in the 18th century. This was the message of Paul in the 1st century. This is the message we must preach today. God's love, God's grace, His gift of righteousness, which can be ours by faith.